when an IRS agent, who was also a certified fraud specialist, responded to a contest for a prize of $50,000 to show the law in the tax code requiring individuals to pay federal income tax, she thought it was a slam dunk. But she soon found out that no such law exists, and it changed her entire life. And it's about to change yours, too. This is the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, and you're about to enter Truth in America. But we the People Foundation for Constitutional Education put a full-page ad in the USA Today on July 7, 2000. And within the body of that ad was a $50,000 challenge for anyone that could show the law. And to me, $50,000 is a lot of money. So I went after that and did the research based on the fact that I thought, let's put this baby to bed. I'm hearing all these rumors. You know, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. I'll answer these people's questions that are asking me. And then I'll win this $50,000. And, you know, based on the research that I did throughout the year 2000 and that I'm still doing, I have not found that law. I've asked uh, Congress. We've asked a lot of people in the IRS, the IRS commissioners, helpers. They can't answer because if they answer, the American people are going to know that this whole thing is a fraud. Well, welcome to the Dr. Jane Ruby Show on this Monday, December 4, 2023. Dr. Sherry Peel Jackson is a retired CPA, a former certified fraud examiner, and former IRS agent with over 35 years of experience in public, private, and governmental accounting. She's a financial and business strategist who conducts financial education seminars across the United States. She also consults with businesses and individuals in the areas of IRS audit prep, wealth creation, debt elimination, and overall financial literacy. And if all that experience and qualification isn't enough, she holds a doctorate in ministry and is an ordained pastor. And Dr. Sherry Jackson joins me now. Dr. Jackson, thank you so much for, for being with me. I'm honored. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Jane. It's a, it's a, it's a joy to be on your show. Thank you so much. Well, I, you know, your story, I'm, I'm a little late to the party. Uh, it's, uh, I, I missed a lot of the excitement that's happened over the last 20 years. But your story is quite amazing. Uh, you know, you, you first started out with, uh, I, I caught you on social media clips of you years ago explaining that as a very dedicated IRS agent uh, and fraud specialist, you saw a contest in a newspaper. And it was offering $50,000 if somebody could identify the law in the tax code that requires us to pay federal, individual federal income tax. Do you want to do you want to just touch on that story before we get, get to some of the other exciting things? Okay, so yes, I, I really liked my job at the IRS, but it, the reason that I actually left there was for family reasons. The IRS was getting more of my time, and I felt guilty about that as a Christian mother and wife. So mm -hmm. I quit, and it's when I quit the IRS that I guess people stopped being afraid to talk talk to me about these things about the taxes so people started coming to me and saying hey you know i'm hearing that the income tax is being misrepresented and misapplied to the american people and i was like oh really but then as you said someone talked told me about the usa today that was we the people foundation for constitutional education that put out an ad in the usa today that was in july or so of 2000 and that was that fifty thousand dollar reward for anybody that could prove that we had to file an income tax return, 
and pay an income tax. And $50,000 is not a small chunk of change. Correct. So I actually went after that. Now, I still had my codes and regulations that I was allowed to keep. So I studied the codes and regulations and I started studying these people that were saying that we have a problem. And three months later, I figured out this, it shouldn't be this hard to prove if it's real. So, you know, the, the study went on, but I, I figured out that we are in a world of trouble mm. because I did not find any law that uh, uh, required people to file an income tax. Most Americans, most Americans that live and work in the 50 states to file an income tax return or pay an income tax. And then on top of all that, really, uh, Dr. Jane, the, the straw that broke the, the camel's back was I found out about Ed Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. And then I wow. realized who pulling the strings on this thing. So I got really angry. I got indignant. And I started speaking out about that. Look, that, that's a great introduction. Um, l- let me ask you, why don't more f- uh, IRS agents, or at least at that time while you were sounding the alarm, why didn't they say, hey, wait a minute, you're right. We're all part of a fraud. What, why, why did they, so many of them, and to this day? Well, partially because they don't hear this information on CNN, CNBC, and all of the the regular uh, media. They don't hear this information. And when they do come across it, you know, it's something that will threaten their job. You know, they make a lot of money. And so they don't want to hear anything. It's like when you're, and and we have words that we use down here in the South. When you're ignorant, Jane, you don't know. But when you're ignorant, you don't want to (laughs) know. And a lot of people don't want to know the truth. Uh, So I've had IRS agents call me over the years saying that I believe you, I'm with you, uh, you know, I, I pray for you, but right now I can't make this much money anywhere else. You know, this relates to, I've, I've got this thing about nurses who stay in the big hospital systems that are causing all these harm and death and CDC death protocol. And I say nurses that stay are enabling that, that death and destruction. So those IRS agents, you know, paycheck, boy, uh, I hope you, when you meet your maker, you can figure that one out. But Dr. Jackson, let's start with a little bit of education for the public. I want them to hear it from an expert. Explain to people what they do and don't know about the Federal Reserve and what it is. Okay. So the Federal Reserve is not federal. It's owned by wealthy banking families, and it's collecting millions of dollars in interest from the American people. The Congress is supposed to have the authority over the money, and they gave that authority over to a private banking cartel called the Federal Reserve, what Mm. I call the bankster. So they're not federal. There's nothing federal about them, and they are private. They're not public. So the money that you see, if you go in and you Google debt clock, you see all that debt and it's flying. You know, we, we have $33 trillion in debt. Well, the money that is collected from the income tax doesn't go towards running the country. Your gas taxes pay for the roads. Your real estate taxes pay for the teachers and the firemen and the nurses and all that in the hospitals. Mm. But that money goes towards paying the interests on the Federal Reserve. They are printing the money and they're collecting interest from we the people. And Congress allowed that to happen. So that was what was really bothering me. Back then, sometimes, Dr. Jane, I was working 16 hours a day trying to have a good living. You know, I was I was in a CPA and I had so many CPA reports and audits and all that. And sometimes I would just have Captain Kirk and Dr. McCoy and Mr. Spark, I'm gonna start, I'm a Trekkie, you know. <laughs> I would yeah. have those videos going to keep me awake so oh. that I could finish the and I said, you know what? This is not right. It's not right for the owners of the Federal Reserve and their children's children's children to never have to work a day in their life 
when I'm sitting behind here, still a slave, just like all of us, mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. to work this hard just to make ends meet. Because you hear that now if, when you when you uh, you don't get your first paycheck until like June or July, because all of that goes towards mm. paying the IRS, which is the insidious representatives of Satan. Absolutely. Insidious representatives of Satan. I hope everybody caught that. IRS. Absolutely. And um, well, I wanted to continue on with that because in in terms of the I've, I've been learning a lot since I found your videos. I watched uh, and I encourage a, a, everyone to watch uh, the it's still flying around social media. The Aaron Russo film. It was um, America from freedom to fascism. And you're featured quite a bit in that with with Joe Bannister, who who was another who was an I believe he was an IRS agent. Um, he was a he was a criminal investigation division agent. Wow, and and your in your background, um, you you suffered a political punch. You were punished, and you went to prison. Correct on misdemeanor charges. Talk a little bit about that because when people see this show, they're going to go do some research. I've trained them to do. And they're going to see all of that. And, and we'll talk about the recent hit piece. Uh, I just watched your rebuttal to that. It's excellent. But, but talk about what happened. And was that a political hit, um, indicting you and convicting you and sending you to jail? Actually, after Aaron Russo's movie came out and we, Joe and I and others, were speaking around the country, I think it, it irritated those in the government. We became more than low-flying gnats on their radar screen. Mm. So they, they started prosecuting us. They prosecuted Joe first, and he won his case. He had good lawyers, and they were able to show that Joe believed what he was saying. Then Bernie came. She was the Federal Express pilot. She won her case. Tommy Cryer, that was the big one. He was a lawyer in Shreveport, Louisiana. Hadn't filed tax returns in at least a decade. He came up with a memorandum. It was over 100 pages, basically showing Supreme Court cases and state Supreme Court cases that says that income is corporate profits and we are not to be taxed on what we make just to make make a living. He won his case. I was next three months later. They could not afford to win, to lose another case. Mm. So they sent people down from Washington, D.C. to prosecute me. And actually, Dr. Jane, it was not an indictment. It was an information. Indictment is for felony. They couldn't find a felony on me. They came to my house in July of twenty of, of 2004 mm-hmm. and raided my house. They were there from 745 in the morning to 5 o'clock. We were in our pajamas. They had us at gunpoint and they, they just, you know, ransacked my house, yeah. you know, hours. And they took about 32 boxes and they left. Now, this was 04. They didn't send out the quote unquote information until 07 because they couldn't find a felony. So they just basically charged me with willfully not failing, willfully failing to file my tax, the, the tax returns. Okay. And I wasn't willfully failing to file because I knew I wasn't liable. But. Okay a jury is going to be afraid to go against the government. So I was actually charged and convicted with willful failure to file tax returns, which is a misdemeanor charge. But they gave me four years on the same charge because I made over $100,000 in four of those years. So instead of doing one year concurrently, they did it consecutively. And I was given a four-year sentence on a misdemeanor. You know, people that do other things to people and even people that have kill people they they don't get four years it's insane you know it's absolutely insane and i wanted i wanted to ask you is there a law um 
requiring Americans to file, and then I want to separate out which Americans, because you you rightfully say most Americans are not obligated, but to 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 pay a federal income tax. Uh, right. But is there a law that requires us to file the 1040? It's it's voluntary. You've heard that over and over. You've heard Congress people. You've heard people high up in the IRS say that. I have not found a law. They are talking about, you know, we have to pay our fair share. You know, look at their wording when they talk about it. Who comes out and says, here is the law? Nobody says that. Nobody. Because it's so, it's so convoluted. And back in there, see, the, the, the crux of the matter is there's no definition of income in Title 26. There's net income, gross income, all income is and that's what tommy crier bought out income is corporate profits let me explain it to you you and i make an agreement for me to come and cut your grass you're going to pay me a hundred dollars to cut your grass i use my brain my arms and my legs to cut your grass that's an even exchange you give me a hundred dollars for my life energy that's an even exchange not to be taxed however when you're when your smallest walmart in the country makes a hundred thousand dollars in one day they can write off their employees, which is their payroll, their electricity, their rent, and all of that. And let's say for the sake of argument, they had $80,000 in expenses for that day. Walmart is only paying tax on $20,000. They're not, they're not paying tax on the $100,000 that they brought in. So I was I try to make it simple to show people how wrong this is, yes. regardless of whether you want to believe it's a law or not, it's wrong. Right, right. And there, I've also learned a little bit, maybe you can embellish on it because you're the expert, but I've also learned that uh, that Congress is, is prohibited from a, creating a, a new tax or a tax on income unless it's apportionated, which means evenly distributed to everybody, which it's not, right? It's based on your amount of money. Um, so is that, so that, that came out of the, was it the 16th Amendment? I just wanted to clarify that. Exactly. And Bill Benson, rest his soul, my friend, wrote a two volume book called The Law That Never Was. Bill mm. went to all 48 of the contiguous United States and went and pulled and got certified copies of the vote on the 16th Amendment. Most of them were not done correctly. They were they were appointed as being yeses and they were noes. It was it was Ooh. basically his basically his conclusion in those volumes is the 16th Amendment was never properly ratified in the first place. Mm, I so see. We, but you know, there's so many other instances where we've been bamboozled and looked over and lied to. I don't see how this would be hard for people to believe. But the hard thing for people concerning the income tax, as opposed to other things that they've been bamboozling us about, is that if I don't pay, they're going to take my stuff or they're going to put Correct. me in jail fear. Correct. Correct. And I'm also learning, I'm in the process of learning that, 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 that they don't have the legal right to do that. Um, but, but there's a caveat. If you file the 1040, I'm learning that that's actually voluntarily giving up your fifth amendment rights to incriminate yourself. If it's not absolutely perfect, it gives them an instrument to, to come after you. So, so that's the tricky part, the 1040, right? Yes, yes, the voluntary 1040. It used to say, it. the, the wording on this has changed. As we grow and understand and we reveal things, they change the wording. Mm. For example, the levy. In the levy is, I think it's 6331A, 
and I may have the 6330. It's a 6330 something. It says levy may be made upon any. And it gave a list of people and it said government employees in it, but we weren't in there. And mm. so when people started bringing that out, saying that, hey, bank, you can't give the IRS my money. You can't levy my, my bank account. They took the A off. The A, that was that clip I, I watched with you where you said there was no A. There was section B and C. Why aren't people looking for the A? People yes, are so because they hit it. Yeah. And, they and, and they do these things because they know that people are, are going to be fearful. There are not enough people standing up against the injustices that are going on. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to change their life. They don't want to get out of their circumstances. They want to stay where they are. And so those of us that stand up, you know, we get the highlight and we get the beat down. Yeah, there was a case, and you it might have been one of the ones you mentioned. I'm sure I'll be able to connect it for you. There is a piece, I think it's also in Erin Russo's film, of a juror. She has short blonde hair, red top, and she starts explaining that because there was no law... I felt an overwhelming need to understand why juries were finding innocent people guilty of not filing a tax return when there was no law requiring them to do so. So I went to talk to Marcy Brooks, a juror who used her common sense and did not allow the judge to railroad the jury into a guilty verdict. He was being tried for four counts of not filing his income tax. Okay. And our question was, well, what is to decide? Either he did or he didn't. It never occurred to us that he might actually be innocent while at the same time not filing. In the federal government, it is not a felony not to file taxes. Finally, they said, okay, if we're going to get this guy, we're going to have to put it in the state. Mr. Harrell looked right at the prosecutor, and he said, I will tell you the same thing I have told over and over again to government officials. You show me the law that requires me to file a tax return, and I'll be glad to do it. The prosecutor absolutely ignored him. And he started slandering Mr. Harrell. Just started attacking his character. They're calling us tax cheats. They're calling us fanatics. They're calling us weirdos. I don't care what you call me, but I have one question. Where is the law? Show me the law. They can't let this turn into a rational debate because if they do, they lose it. So they have to insult people and say it's frivolous. We felt like that there was an overall arrogance and that they were railroading Mr. Harrell and wanting us to participate. Judge Coogan, he looked right at us and he said, I will instruct the jury according to the law. We were sent to deliberation. The judge promised us that he would give us the law. And we looked and we looked and it was not there. We wrote a note to the judge asking for a copy of the law. Ten minutes later, we get a note back. You have everything you need. But there was no law. And he had promised us. At, the, at that point, I felt betrayed. I felt like this man promised us the law. And that's what this whole thing is about, the law. We request it. And he still denies us the law. And the reason they didn't do it was why? Because there is no law. And, and, but the thing about it is a lot of people haven't even seen 
the documentary America Freedom the Fascism. You know, I suggest everybody go out and at least watch that because once you see things like that, yeah. it's going to spark your brain. And unless you want to be an ostrich, you'll be out. You'll, you'll, you'll have a coming out. Your head will come out of the clouds or your <laughs> yeah. neck will come from uh, out of the sand. Your head will be out of the sand. And you'll start realizing that it, like for me, I started out with the taxes and then I, and I found out about the medical. I found out about all these other things. It's like we're in the matrix, Dr. Jane. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We were learning that so much of what we've believed and what we've grown up into has been a lie, has been a manipulation. The U.S. corporation that we were, you know, we're traded on the stock exchange and all this other stuff. And it does, I want to urge people to go back and research where you mentioned a lot of it started in 1913 with the beginning of the Federal Reserve. That I don't want this to be lost on the audience, that Congress, because they're just so disgusting, uh, Dr. Jackson, in my opinion, they sat idle watching our military get decimated with the forced COVID shots. I mean, these are useless people that are bought and paid for. They're part of the big lie. And that they abdicated the power uh, over to a private group of wealthy people, that those families, those are small families, um, I, I guess I'm, if I could name them, like the Morgans and the Rothschilds and all these at the turn of the century that, that, took, that took over this and how Congress was able to give this over to a private entity. They must have known that it was going to enrich those people, but they must have been edified and enriched themselves, I'm assuming. Exactly. I just exactly. wanted to, if you have if you had any more comments about that piece of it, because I want people to understand that. I mean, we glossed over it in the beginning, but it's critical to what's happening now, Right. Yeah, the, the the manipulation is real. It was happening then. It's happening now. And yes, they were bought and paid for. There are certain people who regretted it, even some presidents that took place mm. in the manipulation that let them attach the puppet strings to them and they danced. Yeah. And we're paying for it now. Um, yeah, I wanted to just, just go back for a moment to that juror in the Aaron Russo because it's just such a great moment where she explains there's no law. And then in the jury room, they all kind of, you know, exhaled and said, okay, there's no law requiring someone to file and to pay individual income tax, but he's going to get away with it. <laughs> and the ju this juror is being interviewed, right? You remember, this is a stellar moment. She says, get away with what? His rights? And uh, I just don't know how much, how fast and how much we can get this out to the American public, Dr. Jackson, because if enough people figure it out, you know, it ends, right? If enough non-fearful people figure it out. There are a lot of people that know, Dr. Jane. This is what I've heard overall. I don't care what the law says. I care what the IRS can do to me. And right. until you get past that, so many of our founding fathers said that basically we're going to have tyranny if the people are not in control. We're not in control. And those who want to kiss the feet of those who are our oppressors, they got something coming for them in, in the in the hereafter. Yeah, absolutely, they're going to. Um, Dr. Jackson, I thought we would take a break here. When we return, uh, I want to ask you about those that small segment of Americans that are obligated to pay federal uh, individual federal income tax. And then we'll also talk, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to pick your expertise and your brain on, you know, what people can do lawfully and legally uh, in, in, across the board, not just, you know, not filing or anything like that, but really about being smarter about what, as you call giving, don't give it up to the beast, right? Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't feed the beast, starve the beast. Do not feed the beast. Okay. 
uh, you just sit tight and uh, we'll be we'll be back in a minute uh, we're just going to take a short break and we'll turn with Dr. Sherry Peel Jackson so many incredible revelations if you want to learn more about how to keep more of what you earn and protect what you earn and in fact even grow what you earn and learn more about what Dr. Sherry Peel Jackson has in store in terms of her educational conferences and seminars, please go to sherrypeeljackson.com. That's sherrypeeljackson.com. And learn more about what Dr. Jackson has learned from her experiences and how she can help you to protect your earnings and your life savings. Hi everyone, Dr. Jane Ruby here with a quick message on how you should be protecting your retirement funds, your 401k, your IRAs. Did you know that you can protect them with physical gold and silver to avoid losing everything that you've built over your lifetime? Please call the experts at Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. At least talk to an expert, learn more about how you can protect what you've built up so that if things go crazy, as we know they will in this economy, you've got some of your investments protected with tangible physical gold and silver. Every bit as valuable as real estate, something you can touch, they can't turn off, you know, with a flick of a switch. Call the people at Augusta Precious Metals. They're wonderful. They will educate you on what this is all about and what you need to do. And they will also provide you with some warnings about how to protect yourself from other companies that may be spreading lies and scamming you. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. Welcome back to the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. I'm honored and so pleased to have a financial expert, former IRS agent and fraud investigator, uh, now just financial wizard all around, uh, Dr. Sherry Peel Jackson. Dr. Jackson, thanks again for joining me tonight. It's been really eye-opening. It's been a pleasure, and it is a pleasure. Thank you so much. You bet, you bet. Well, when we went to break, I said that uh, what I wanted to start out talking about was just drilling down a little bit more um, so the audience understands, because this is going to be new to a lot of people. Uh, you, you and other experts say most Americans are not obligated to pay personal federal income tax. I want to use the right terminology and the right words. So there is a small segment. Let's talk about that. Educate us on who that is and what it means. Okay, without getting into a whole lot of detail and, and complicated information, Title 27 tells a lot about who's really supposed to be paying. Title 26 is the place that they put that we're supposed to pay. So just giving you an example, um, let's say if you win a lottery, there's a place in there that says that these people right here, these lottery winners, this is why they have to pay and this is how much they have to pay. If you're gambling, that's another one. Gambling winnings are specifically taxable. It says the law and mm. how much you're supposed to pay. All these other areas that are actually taxable, they're shown in Title 27 and there's actually a commissioner or somebody that was high up in the IRS, they basically said, yeah, people don't understand that Title 27 is where the real taxes are. But when you are in uh, excise taxes and duties and those kinds of things that are in the Constitution as being taxable, when you're dealing in those kind of businesses, 
the excise tax, the trucking and all those kinds of things. But if you just have a regular job, you, you're not supposed to be having to have the job take thousands and thousands of mm. dollars from before you even see it, before God even gets his 10%. Mm, that's right. That's right. So the, I've read there are um, some segments of the population. Is this true? Correct me. Uh, uh, residents of the District of Columbia? Is, so, so you're saying these are right. enumerated in tax right. code and law, whereas the other individual workers or individual you know, employment is not enumerated. And there was a reason for not enumerating. So it's, it, it's citizens of the District of Columbia. Is it right. federal, all federal employees? Yes. That's why that, that A was missing because the federal employees could get levied. So it, it's a very tangled web. You know, Black's Law Dictionary back yeah. before the sixth version used to give the correct definitions. But if you think you're a U.S. citizen, if you're a resident, all these other things, the people in Washington, you're supposed to be taxed for the privilege of being able to operate here in the states if you're not if you are not organically apart. So we are organically apart. We were born here and we are not supposed to be taxed just because we want to make a living uh, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. And it says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal with such unalienable rights, not inalienable unalienable, which means you can't put a lien on my life, my right to work, to take care of my family and to have a nice life. But this is what has happened and the wording manipulation. And that's why I really don't get into it a lot because it's so much research, Dr. Jane, and it's a, it's a lot of research, but basically, yes, there are just a few people that are doing certain kind of businesses and operating in certain air arenas that are supposed to be paying. Who's supposed to really be paying a tax to the United States? Other countries that come in and do business here, like China, for the privilege of being able to do business here. Imposts, excises, duties, and tariffs. But it's interesting how that's flipped and certain countries have special rights that they don't have to pay and they have credits and things when all of us are taking on a burden that we're not supposed to be taking on. Well, this is the thing. I mean, if, if it's un, if it's illegal and unlawful to punish American people who are not enumerated in those tax codes that you just mentioned, um, how, how do we overcome, this might be too broad of a question, but how do we overcome the fact that they're operating illegally? Without some kind of a revelation and revolution i don't know we started out yeah. with a revolution there was there was a uh, there was a rebellion over some tea <laughs> right and enough people said enough is enough we don't have that right now right and supposedly we never really separated from the crown right right, right? the right. bar um, yes the British, somebody what was that the we British? Were, we were thought we were made to think that we did and right. for the most part, people were given the privilege to do the things that they wanted to do, but there was still that underpinning that we still have today, yes. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of people that um, I, I'm familiar with, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with, um, that, that I, and also I've heard professionally talk about this whole issue of, 
becoming a state national where you separate from the USA Corporation. I, I, I'm not, I don't mean to put you on the spot about that. You've probably heard about it. But it all kind of flows in with d- disengaging or getting yourself off the grid of the beast, right? I don't know if you want to talk about the eclectic nature of that. No, I, I actually have done a lot of research. And, and believe it or not, lots of people call me after they've gotten in trouble. Oh. And they've done these things. And I'm telling these people, you, you, I'm not saying that you're wrong. That paperwork that you filed is probably right. Mm. They are doing some things with your slave surveillance number. I mean, social security number. <laughs> slave they surveillance. are doing some things with your birth certificate. But when you go and file the paperwork and it's right, they still come and bulldoze over you. I've had people that I know personally dragged out of their homes and arrested and put in black cars and driven away. They filed the right paperwork, mm. but it's just a matter of who's going to listen to it. Who's going to, who's going to obey the law? Are they obeying the law? Have they been obeying the law? And just because you filed your paperwork, are they going to say, Oh, you know what? She filed this paperwork. It's correct. We're not going to bother her. And this is the reason why it has not, as far as I know, been working is because if one person, it works for you, you're going to tell me and you're going to tell everybody and everybody's going to do it. And these people who are lording over us are going to lose their power right. if it works for everybody. Right. There have been right. instances, for example, let me give you a good example. Mortgages. You can't loan credit. The papers that people sign for their mortgages are basically them giving themselves the money, but then they've got this huge interest in this payback. There was a man back in the early 2000s that found a way to go back to the banks with all this correct paperwork and get these mortgages eliminated. He got about seven of them done. And then he started to gather people around and say, I'll do this for you. You know, give me some money. He wanted to make this something that he would do for people and make a living at it. Mm-hmm. Long story short, when he got noticed, when he became more than a low flying gnat on the radar screen and he started dismissing these mortgages, the the banks, the judges, and the government got together, and every case after that that he filed was summarily dismissed by the judges. Mm-hmm. What was, you know, the other seven of them passed, but something was wrong now. He was telling people that these mortgages aren't real. They aren't real. You can't you can't lend credit. But they just rolled over him and it all died out because the people were angry at him for taking the money and he couldn't he couldn't get them their mortgages released. Let, this is what's happening also yeah. in other areas. Let's get let's go I just want to go back to the premise of you can't lend credit. Is it because the value is in the home, so you're technically lending it to yourself, but you're paying this administrative situation, the interest on your own money. Is that, that did I get that, that right? Basic, you did, but if if I if, if you want to borrow $10,000 from me, I've worked for that $10,000. Right. That $10,000 is in my bank or it's in somewhere, and I'm giving you something that I physically worked for with my life force. But a bank just twirled around three times, tapped their heels, and then they loaned you something that really doesn't exist. Wow. That's, is that the kind of thing you teach in your seminars? <laughs> yes. For people, for people who want to know the truth, some people can't handle the truth. Sure. 
Sure. Oh, I, I've, I've learned that in my medical truth situation here. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Wow, that's fascinating. That's really fascinating. And, you know, I, I wanted to, I, w- I think we'll talk a little bit in, you know, you've graciously agreed to stay on for After Talk, which will air uh, the, the, the couple of days after your, your show airs tonight. Uh, so that's going to be wonderful. We'll talk about some of the things you cover in your seminar, and I'm really looking forward to that. But there was a, I want to move to the, there was a hit piece and it's kind of an interesting story because you you just, somebody did this on you. You know, there are bots and there are trolls and there are agents uh, all around us that uh, th- this was not a shock to me. But what was interesting was you happened to be going through social media somewhat fairly recently and you noticed that like a year before that, somebody had put out this piece, they besmirched you, they put out false information about your, your uh, jail situation, the work you did with the IRS. Anyway, I want to let you explain what that was about because you did a great job uh, vindicating with the truth yourself from this hit piece. Explain to the folks what happened. So I was talking to one of my church members about social security and how social security is supposedly made all these mistakes and they're asking for people to pay money back, people who can't pay it back. And I was about to show her the video that I did on that recently. So I talked about how the social security was asking for money back from people. And when I was looking for my video, another video came up and it was a hit piece on me. It was made by a guy that does hit pieces on various people that deal with finances. I'd never seen it before. And I put it to the side and basically went on showing her my video. Then later that night, I went and I listened to it and I was appalled that yeah, I don't answer to foolishness and stuff like that. But this man told so many lies in this hit piece about me that I had to rebut it. Because I operate trying to get clients. I try to help people keep, protect, and grow what they earn. So my clientele comes from, some from YouTube, some from, you know, shows like yours. And for that to be out there, when someone's researching Sherry Peel Jackson, one of the things that they're going to see is the Department of Justice's, you know, we sure. we got her in prison. We've sent, they didn't, they don't even tell you it's a misdemeanor. I, I read through that thing. They don't let you know it's a misdemeanor charge. They just say, you know, tax defier or whatever. So you're going to see that. And so that's going to run people that are afraid of the IRS. That's going to run them away. But I didn't want his video to run other people away with the lies Mm -hmm. that he was telling. So he basically said things like, uh, I tried to defend myself in court because of the 16th Amendment. That wasn't true. But the two biggest lies that he told Dr. Jane was, number one, that I was a felon. And this, all he had to do was go and look this up and look up the code section for willful failure to file. And he would have realized that, that that's the misdemeanor. And also he said that the, my CPA license was taken away from me. And that was not the case because I actually gave the CPA license back to the Georgia um, department of what, whatever you call it, the Georgia, it's not the Georgia society of CPOs. It's the, the, the governing law over licensing in Georgia. I gave it back to them. They did not take it from me. And there were other lies and and that my doctorate wasn't worth the paper. And he didn't really even say mine. He said most people who have a doctorate in any kind of church or Bible related subject is usually not worth the papers written on. So he was smearing not just me, but everybody that has a doctorate degree in some kind of ministry. So I went back and easy enough found accreditation for the school because he said that he couldn't find any 
accreditation for the school that I graduated from because he looked on a government website and I, I thought that was hilarious. But I, I, I put on my video, the accreditation I put on there, I, I was able to go into the, the uh, state of Georgia and mm. show where I actually voluntarily gave my license back. So this man really wasn't looking for the truth. The truth right. was, it was is there. right there at, at, on, on your keystrokes. He could have found that. So I professionally did a rebuttal. And in that rebuttal, I put a lot of my clients' testimonials as to how I've helped them. Because he said, oh, now, what do all of these people do? They go back and they become gurus, you know, financial gurus. And mm. yeah, I'm a financial guru. I help my people. I produce results. So I put, and you know, I didn't want to make the video too long, but I have a string of testimonies from clients as, as to how I've helped them. And I put just <laughs> some of them in there to show that that he, who he portrayed me to be is not who I am. Absolutely. And you know, I watched the video, your rebuttal video myself. And what he actually did was he just lied. He, he, these are, you know, pr provable lies. Like you said, uh, you didn't give up, you didn't uh, lose your license. You gave it up. And uh, it sounded like you said preemptively because they did punish Joe Bannister by taking away his CPA license. So you thought, you know what, let's just stay away from that drama and lying yeah. about the accreditation of your school. These are just, they're almost ad hominem attacks, but they are slanderous, as you said, because you are a professional, your reputation is important, it's everything you rest everything on, and it could interfere, it's tortious interference with your business, potentially, if not in reality. But, you know, yes, my, and, and yeah. The only reason that I'm not suing is because I can't prove the financial damage that he's done with that hit piece. I, nobody has come to me and said, you know what, Sherry, I was going to hire you, you know, on your on your premium package level. But since I saw that person said all that thing, uh, those things about you, I didn't hire you. I don't have anybody that says that. That's the only reason I, that that because I do have a case except for that part. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're 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 provable lies. And you did a great job of going through each of the lies. And it's a shame that you had to be put in the defensive posture to prove the truth. But that's what happens when we're falsely accused. I mean, it sounds like he was some kind of a fed and they might, they might still be trying, they're always trying to slow us down when we get a little bit further ahead. So kudos for you to you for taking the time to, to do that. You didn't deserve to do that. Um, Dr. Jackson, before we kind of, you know, wrap up uh, and don't, don't feel rushed because we have time. I, I want to give you this opportunity. And, and then when we close the show out, we're going to review your website and some of the things that you do. Um, and I, again, I want to encourage people to watch the after talk show a couple of nights from now, because we're going to talk about your concerns for what's coming. And that's across the board of topics and what your suggestions are. Um, you're a great wealth of knowledge and information, but uh, want to just give you this time to you know take a few mo moments and what do you want people to know to take this forum i this to me this is god's forum i wouldn't have this reach that i do and i'm humble about it but to me it's really i wouldn't have it if it wasn't for the lord and so i want to i want to give you the, the voice the rest of the show to talk about what you want people to know in 2008 the stock market went down 777.68 points that fall on one day. And Americans lost $10.2 trillion in savings. 
That was at that point, the largest wealth transfer that there ever was. It didn't disappear into thin air. It went to the banks that were too big to fail and other corporations that were foreign corporations. We are in trouble. As far as the taxes are concerned, we are in trouble because people's income is going down. The taxes aren't going down. Housing prices are going up. We have an all out invasion in this country where we have people that are getting $9,000 in for, for six months to stay in housing when we have people sleeping on the streets and Skid Row is getting larger by the month. If you want to protect your family, you gotta wake up. And I know that the people here on Dr. Jane's show are awake. I would suggest that everybody if you have not already done so, even if you have a job that you're working for a company, when you come home in the evening, decompress, spend some time with your family, but you got to start a home-based business because that's how we starve the beast. I don't want anybody to go through what I went through, trying to cut the head off the beast, going, going head on and saying, you're not to tax me. Obviously, that didn't work. It didn't work for me. It didn't work for a lot of other people because they just... You know, they have the guns and they bully us down. But you can starve the beast to death if you have a business. When you have a business, you can write off everything but the kitchen sink legally. So taking the time to find something that you can do, you have something valuable to, to contribute to the marketplace. Find something that you can do that you can earn extra money from, create a home-based business. And like uh, President Trump said, when Hillary, when Hillary in 2016 said, Donald Trump didn't pay his taxes. He, he said, I'm a smart man, but everybody sucked all the air out of the room. Everybody was calling me because I don't have TV. They told me what happened. So I looked it up online and he is a smart man because he, he knows how to use those tax codes, even though they don't apply to us. He, he knows how to use them. And if you use them correctly, you will pay little to no taxes. But you can't just stay on a job and come home and, and watch what I call the electronic income reducer and the electronic intellect reducer, which is the TV. Spend time, I spend most of my time online watching rumble shows. I, I, you know, I, I, I like to, my news comes from We Are Changed with Luke Rudowski and Al Jazeera and places that are gonna tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we gotta start there. We gotta start there. We gotta start making sure that your resources are kept by you. My motto is KPG. I have a KPG system. Keep what you earn, protect what you earn, and grow what you earn. Mm -hmm. Dr. Jane, that's actually what I teach at my seminars. I, I, I teach people to keep what comes in, protect it, and grow it. Because at this stage in our game, in this country, you've got to keep it. Because what you have to do is make sure your family is going to be sustainable when all the excrement hits the portable cooling device. <laughs> I love I love the alternative language. It's very uh, it's colorful and fun. Uh, yeah. Dr. Jackson, you're 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 in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I wish we lived closer. We would have fun as girlfriends. Um, but hopefully, we'll stay connected. I want people to know um, your website is uh, SP Jackson Consultants. But the, no, the website sherrypeeljackson.com. Sherrypeeljackson.com. The business yes. is SP Jackson Consultants. Yes. Urge you to go there. We've got the URL up on the screen. 
check out what Dr. Jackson does. Uh, very constructive, lots of seminars. I'm assuming they're all online, Dr. Jackson, or do you some in person around the country? I do lives only when I'm invited out um, because it's just cost prohibitive to try to run around the country praying that people show up. But I have sure. classes that I've taught that they can actually purchase and watch online. And then I have Zoom classes like boot camps. I have boot camps coming up in January for those who want to start out with a new business. And they can actually email me for that information. Connect at SherryFieldJackson.com if they're interested in a 12-week boot camp. Mm. And, you know, overall, everything that I'm focused on is to make sure that people are able to keep, protect, and grow what is already coming in, what they've earned. Their life force needs to be kept protected, and it needs to grow. Your family needs to be protected. Absolutely, and that's power. Um, we, I'm going to tease the audience in the after talk. I'm, I'm going to talk to Dr. Jackson about something very special. She said to me off camera, I'm going to share this, that um, you're very, you have a passion for the American people and for what's, you're concerned about what's coming, and you have some fabulous constructive suggestions on what to do to prepare. So I'm going to leave everybody with that teaser. Join us in the after talk. And Dr. Jackson, I want to thank you again um, just for the honor of being able to interview you in person, to meet you, and for sharing. You're, you're, you're like the ongoing American hero to me because you keep giving and giving and giving. So I want to thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be on your show, Dr. Jane. Thank you for having me here. You bet. You bet. Okay. Well, well, thank you so much again, and I just want to say goodnight to the audience. Thank you so much for being here on the show tonight. And again, as I said, don't forget After Talk, two days from now with Dr. Sherry Peel Jackson. Have a great night. God bless. Medical Disclaimer. The Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.